Hello and welcome to Elevate, the podcast that lifts you up. I'm extremely excited to introduce our guest today. She's currently a trainee solicitor in a full service firm and she's had experience with both business but also individual clients as well. However, there's far more to her than meets the eye. Through her YouTube and Instagram, which is on its way to reach 3000 followers, despite only being a little over a year old, she has helped aspiring solicitors in their legal journey through sharing anecdotes and advice relating to the legal sphere. The content ranges from discussions on how to differentiate different types of law firms or how to see them as businesses. The content shows a real look into being a modern trainee, especially during the pandemic. So I'm extremely excited to introduce Shana Tong. It's really, it's really lovely to have you with us today. Thank you so much for coming. Of course, it's lovely to be here. <laughs> yeah, even though the weather is so lovely. So again, thank you so much. So we were just thinking of first asking about how, what was your general journey into the career for law like? Yes, of course. So I did a law degree at Queen Mary University of London, and I also went on to do a master's degree at the same university. Um, unfortunately, I wasn't successful in securing a vacation scheme or a training contract while I was still at university, but I was successful in securing an entry level role at a law firm. So I started my career as a filing clerk in an administrative role and then later on became a paralegal after I graduated. And then while I was a paralegal, I was finally successful in securing a training contract. Yeah, that's really great to hear because often there's just this perception of you have to get a back scheme by this year to become a solicitor, but that's obviously not the case. And it's really refreshing to hear like talk of paralegal and entry level jobs. Would you say there's anything of your experiences in the jobs that you don't think you could have gained through a back scheme? Yeah, I think you get a lot more insight into the legal world when you have a longer term role at a firm. Vacation schemes are obviously a great experience. And I think firms, you know, do try their best to give students on back schemes as much exposure to their work and the firm as possible. But ultimately, it is just two to three weeks of experience, as opposed to having a longer stint at a firm, say six months to a year. And I think when you know, you're considering whether a career in law is right for you or whether a specific firm or practice area is for you. Getting first-hand experience over six months or a year just is impossible to replicate that in two weeks' time. And when you work somewhere longer term, you really, truly get to see the highs and the lows of the job and of working in that environment. And when you do a VAC scheme as well, you only see things through a very specific lens because, you know, they're very organized weeks that are planned yeah. with different activities, aren't they? So yeah, there, there are people who start a legal job and then quickly realize it's not for them. And, you know, it's, it's so much better to realize that through an entry-level job that you can leave quite easily as opposed to realizing that when you have signed up for a two-year-long training contract um, is not to say that you can't gain an insight into firms without this type of work experience you absolutely can gain you know really valuable insights through networking and research but I think the insight you get through longer term work is just likely to be more accurate and more in depth 
I think the other thing you can gain um, a bit more of through having started through a series of entry level jobs, as opposed to just going university back scheme training contract is that you can hit the ground running a bit more when you start your training contract if you have that prior experience. If you've got a longer term role at a firm, you'll most likely learn to use a case management system, learn how to do time recording and even little things just like email etiquette or managing your workload or how do you schedule a meeting on Outlook. And these are things that, you know, will take anyone time to figure out when you start your first office job. So I think if you've got any prior office experience, you get that out of the way first. It means when you start your training contract, you can truly focus on the legal work and getting to know your team and gaining the training experience that you want to be gaining while you're there. Wow, that's, that's so amazing. And correct me if I'm wrong, but if anyone's interested in entry-level legal jobs, I know on your Instagram, on your stories, you post advertisements for anyone who's interested yeah I do which I love I think it's just so like nice to see a legal influencer actually like sharing like options for people to explore so if anyone's interested do look into Shannon Tong on Instagram I think yeah I have um a highlights of my stories on my page so if you go on that you can see kind of all the past roles I've shared and what I try to do with that is I try to focus on only sharing roles that don't require prior experience because I know the thing that people struggle with the most when they graduate and when they do look for entry-level roles is every role you see is like LPC required, six months paralegal experience required and it, it goes back to that conundrum I guess of how do you get experience when nobody wants to give you any experience so yeah that's my focus with sharing vacancies I try to see you know whatever vacancies I come across that don't have such high requirements and I share them in my story so yeah definitely check it out if it's something you're interested in no I think that's really wonderful and and thank you so much for continuing to do that because I think very often like I mean for the first years tuning in when once you start university you'll realize a lot of the chatter around you is about careers work and you need mm-hmm. to realize that there's no linear path into a career when you're doing a law degree as well. And I think, Shannon, you've represented that the best in a lot of your YouTube videos and, and even just the guidance that you've been giving on Instagram, because, you know, this is not a conventional route, so to say. So I think sometimes taking an unconventional approach leads to better opportunities and, and a better outcome because you you step into that job with more confidence. So Leading on to the to the next question, I, I did want to ask, did you feel sort of out of place when you sort of took on an entry level role or or did it just feel like, you know, a natural process where you eased into the process, even though maybe your peers around you had done VAC schemes and then eventually gone and done their LPC and, and gotten a TC? So I didn't necessarily feel out of place when I started my legal career in that way. I think in a lot of ways, how I started off my career was a very natural progression going from an administrative role then to a paralegal role and then eventually starting my training but in terms of how I felt um, in comparison to my peers um, I do think there is an element of comparison culture there ultimately a career in law is a competitive one and it can be, you know, difficult to ignore that and ignore the comparisons you might make with between yourself and others. And, you know, it's it's easy for things like that to impact your confidence as well. So I remember being in second year of my degree and 
I was told by someone that I needed to immediately start applying for vacation schemes. And I found that so overwhelming. I was didn't feel ready at that stage to be applying for vacation schemes. And I honestly had no idea where to start. And when I look back now, I definitely don't think I was ready back then. And it wouldn't have been the right time. And I think when kind of you know if if you're in a situation where you you feel like you're out of place or you don't feel like you're on track just remember that your career is something that might be 40 50 years long it's a marathon and it's not a sprint you know if even if you're doing something over five years when other people are doing it over one year like in the bigger picture of it that that's not that much time in this 40 50 year career so I think it's completely fine to take a different route. And like you just mentioned, taking a different route can sometimes be so beneficial. You come across opportunities you wouldn't have come across otherwise, or you pick up skills that you wouldn't necessarily have otherwise. And if something doesn't feel right to you, don't force it too much because you probably won't get anywhere with it. And the other thing to remember, and you know, something that I really want to talk about more is that the legal industry is a really varied one. There are so many different types of careers you can do. You know, you can, of course, go off to a magic circle firm or a US firm, but you can also work at a high street firm. You can work in-house at a company. You can work in government or at a local council. And these can all be really interesting and fulfilling careers. So don't limit yourself to just one path because it's known as the conventional thing to do because there are so many other routes. And I think with the SQE coming in, we're going to see a lot more of this in the future. Um, the other thing as well that I personally didn't think about enough when I was a student, and I think is something students should consider a bit more is, do you want to live to work or do you want to work to live? Work-life balance isn't something I really, truly considered until I had already started working. Um, but I definitely think, you know, if, if you're a student and you're thinking about the shape that you want your legal career to take, um, the type of lifestyle you want in your, you know, later life is something to consider as well. No, I mean, that's, that's definitely wonderful to hear because I know a lot of the first and maybe even second years tuning into this podcast will realize that, you know, it's, it's less about where you stand, but more about what fits your life path and what fits the career that you idealize for yourself. And, and so often it's easy to get caught up in what everyone's discussing around you. But I think it's coming down to sit down and look at your priorities and see where you fit in, which is what leads me on to asking you, um, how has your experience been as we discussed at like a full service firm? Because I think the be all and end all isn't a corporate or commercial firm, but there's so much more in the industry that can excite a person and lead to an extremely fulfilling career. So just generally, how has your experience with a full service firm been? I think that's definitely something we're interested in. Yeah, I mean, it's been a great experience and my training contract is going to be over a range of different areas from private client area to personal injury to more business based areas as well. So I think that's really exciting and I'm, I'm so grateful I'm a firm where I can have this diverse range of experience. But I was really drawn to training at my firm specifically because I was really interested in 
a non-commercial area of law, which was personal injury and medical negligence. And it was something that I was always interested in throughout university. And I always kind of had in mind that I wanted to go into a career where I could really help people, I could really support people. And I wanted to go into something where I could make some type of difference in people's lives and it is an area where you can really do that so that's why I was first really drawn to my firm. I was just wondering for anyone who might be interested in pursuing a career in a non uh, sorry in a full service firm are there any attributes or skills that they recommend they start developing during their year that they might want to just hit the ground running if that makes sense? Yeah, I think, I mean, if you want to become a lawyer or more specifically a solicitor, a lot of the skills you need are quite similar. So that's, you know, being a good communicator, becoming good at managing your time, being organized, analytical, having good attention to detail. And I certainly think if you're an aspiring lawyer, these are all skills that you should be looking to develop while you're at university. I think if you are interested in more so in a non-commercial area of law, um, then client contact and your client care skills are a lot more important than they may be in more business-based areas of law. If we think about it, the difference between commercial law and non-commercial law is really just who is your client? Is it an individual like you and I, or is it a business? And when you're dealing with individuals, things like being able to be empathetic, being able to be supportive to someone who's either vulnerable or going through a difficult time is really important. And there, there is definitely a range of ways that students can develop skills in these areas. So volunteer work can help can be a great way to develop your skills. You can volunteer at Citizens Advice or you can volunteer to support witnesses at court. You can volunteer as a Samaritan where you can become a listening ear to people who just want someone to talk to. Another really great way to develop client care skills is working a customer service role, which I'm sure many of us will have done. So working in retail or working at a call center, that gives you a lot of the skills you'll need to be dealing with individuals. Um, aside from that, the other thing that's quite important to do as a aspiring lawyer is be able to demonstrate to firms your interest in the law and the particular area of law and if your motivation is to work in a non-commercial area and if you're someone who's like me who wants to go into a particular area to be able to help people and make a difference there are of course so many different extracurriculars you can pick up that can help you demonstrate this so advocating for a particular charity or a cause or mentoring younger students which is something I'm doing and it's, it's difficult to be kind of more specific about this because I do really believe it's just about following your passions if there's something you're really passionate about follow that do something within that field and you know demonstrate your passion when you get to an interview or even within your application and I think especially so in non-commercial law being able to kind of convey your passion for the area is can be really, really powerful when you're trying to, I guess, convince a firm why you're motivated to become a lawyer with them. No, this is brilliant. I think this is once again that idea that there's no right path. We all can, like, there might be a set of skills that are important, but the way you get them is up to you. And I absolutely love that you don't have to have legal experience to get those skills. Like, I think most of our listeners would have had a part-time job talking to some nice and not so nice customers. So I think 
it's something that everyone can develop and it has been extremely insightful and just so amazing to talk to have talked to you today i'm sure our listeners would have found some really really important things to keep in mind in the future but we didn't want to add, end things just talking about korean law i want to end on a fun little note so we just wanted to ask if you could bring one item to a desert island what would it be and why just because i think it's a really fun question to ask Yeah, um, it's a difficult one. I think it's a bit of a cop out, but you know, if there was phone signal, I would definitely bring my phone because then I can contact people and I can kind of still go on with my day-to-day activities. Um, but that's a bit of a cop out. Um, what else would I bring to a desert island? You know, what, I would probably just bring a good book, just chill for a while. You know, life is so busy and fast paced. Maybe I'll just chill for a while and then I can figure it all out later. <laughs> you know, it's so amazing because my first thought was also phone. But when I thought about it, I just thought mm, maybe a gas stove and some meat, which really shows our priorities. You want a nice little book. I just want a gas stove. What about you, Ryan? I mean, Dasha, I think a gas stove and meat is more than just one item. Um, but I feel like I would, I would perhaps like agree with um, Shannon, like maybe a book or maybe even perhaps like some drawing materials you can sit and sort of ponder and see what you would do creatively. Because I guess having all that time on a deserted island, you have to do something. At the end of the day, we're all law students. We need something to keep us going, <laughs> keep us safe. logic um but anyways shannon it has been wonderful having you and thank you so much for actually just i think telling us because we're still novices we're still in the process of learning we're still students that there are so many paths that you can take in this career and that not everything ends with that application season and that there's so much more to this profession that leads to fulfillment that often gets almost ignored. So I think with this podcast, what we really wanted to do is highlight the fact that you've been doing all this amazing work. And for anyone who's listening in, please follow Shannon on Instagram and watch her YouTube videos because Dasha and I have really benefited from watching and understanding the message that Shannon's been trying to convey. So thank you so much again. And we've just started Elevate. So thank you for your support. Yeah, Yeah, of course. I mean, it's been a pleasure to speak to you guys. And, you know, I'm so passionate about trying to show all the different sides to law. So yeah, thank you so much for having me. And, you know, I love your podcast idea. And I'll definitely be waiting to see what other guests and episodes you guys are going to come up with. Brilliant. Well, I hope you have a lovely rest of your day. And this is the end of the first episode of Elevate. Hope everyone has a lovely day.